Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Oh, man, man, man. Cowboys. I never rooted for them. I didn't I didn't I didn't do it. I didn't get on the bandwagon with Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin and <sighs> Moose, all those guys. Anyway, out of bounds, 1059 the zone ESPN. Now they Dak Prescott goes to Dallas, you know, and they sucked me in and now they play out on the West Coast again. When you're the Cowboys and they want you in prime time, it's what's going to happen. Sunday night football last week, Monday night football this week. They're favored by two and a half. Good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, I know Staley hasn't done what he's supposed to do with the Chargers. I can't figure them out either. You know, they're good. They're kind of like the Cowboys. They're good. They're not great. They don't have elite talent. Neither does Dallas. It's not 49ers. It's not Eagles. It's not. Well, the Chiefs don't have necessarily elite talent as much as Eagles 49ers. They just have an elite quarterback, elite tight end, and man, their head coach, GM ownership alignment is second to none. Is that fair? And I don't mean that the Chiefs don't have really good players. I know what Chris Jones is and and many others. Um. You know, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, speaking of Debo Samuels out there, right? We got we got SEC flavor everywhere. I mean, we just talked AJ Brown at the Eagles, and we know what happened last year. Yeah. With Chief, right? But Shanahan, and we know that 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 the 49ers went to Philly and down a quarterback and Purdy got hurt. We know what what played out. And the Eagles took advantage, although they didn't take advantage two weeks later in the Super Bowl, right? Don't you get the sense, though, right now, today, Kyle Shanahan with the San Francisco 49ers is the best head coach in the league, even though he doesn't have a Super Bowl? I know Belichick has got a bunch of them. It'd take me all day to go through that. I know Andy now has... Do the Chiefs have two or three under Andy? 
Mr. Mr. Jason. They have three now. Mr. Oh, Skyline I- Chili. Mr. Escargot with cheese on it, Applebee's style. Um, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Cracker Barrel and those apples that you, whatever you were telling me about that sounds terrible. Fried apples, delicious. Fried apples. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. delicious. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Do, do they have two or three? They have three. Uh, so Mahomes has three. Yes. So oh, wait, only, no, they I, have they have two. He's won one as an assistant. Yeah, he won one as an assistant coach. That's Andy Reid has three. Oh, I, I'm talking about the Kansas Chiefs. City has. Yeah, yeah they I, have two. I know Reid had one with the San Francisco 49ers, right? Yeah, with Seifert and and Steve Young. Uh, no, he was a assistant head coach with the Packers. Oh, he was under, yes. Holmgren and Favre. Thirty-one. Super Bowl 31. Okay. Okay, got that wrong. Got that wrong. My bad. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. All right, I'd like to ask on the text line. Do you what, Tell me who you think it is. I guess a lot of people will default to Andy Reid. Because as Jason just referenced, um, they've been winning Super Bowls recently and have two in the last few years. All right. Cool. He's fantastic. Awesome. The text line is 601-885-3776. Now, don't forget, Shanahan came within a whisker of winning it against McVay. I mean, against... uh, Who was it against? Was it the Patriots? So he schemed up that play with Jimmy Garoppolo and they missed the pass. Remember that? In the Super Bowl? Oh, yes. Remember, he schemed it up. He, he caught it. He weighed it. Boy, I, to me, as a coach, when you when you spend thousands of hours on your craft, especially over the course of a season, and you have two weeks before the Super Bowl, and he waited, 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 called that play, schemed it open. It was open. And those are, those are how Super Bowls are won. I mean, that's how you're, you're, you're the, oh, he's the champion. Oh, he's not a championship coach. Well, Shanahan called the play. Was there? Yeah. What that, Super Bowl am I refer- referencing? That, that was 2020 against the Chiefs. Yeah, 2020 against the Chiefs. When uh, That was when George Kittle had a crazy game, and he was crying, saying, I'm going to be back here. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and that so that's when the Chiefs won their first. George Kittle let the Dallas Cowboys know with his shirt. Um, <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Was there a little profanity on there? Uh, yes, there was. And they're talking about the NFL is trying to decide whether or not to fine him. Uh, and the fine would be how much? A, a little more than 10 grand. He which doesn't is, care about yeah, that. Yeah. He will give that to you. He'll buy a shirt for that. Uh, will you look up how much Kittle makes a year? I'm going to guess without having any idea. Tied in for the San Francisco 49ers. George Kittle makes $15.5 million. Am I going low? $16.5 million a year? So, let's see. No, you're... 15? Yeah, you're you're a little low. It's four years, $75 million. Or five years, $75 million. So, actually, no, you're about right. Oh, I am yeah, right. Yeah, $15 million. Wow. I, I'm a capologist. <laughs> You've been on it today. I didn't even know that until I'm, I've got a meeting at, at one o'clock today and I'm going to introduce myself and I'm going to say Bo Bounds Capology. <laughs> what do you think the two people that I'm meeting with are going to think? Uh, you're going to get weird looks. Isn't that awesome? 
I- I'm excited about that. The uh, Bulldog Burger caller line is 601-707-3750. I have a question for y'all. How good does it feel outside? I just went down through Beagle Bagel and walked outside. It feels amazing. Uh, pullover weather. Light the grill. Um, get everything going. You got football tonight. You know, you got two college games, too. Neil Brown's trying to save his job at West Virginia. Dana, Dana, Hol, uh, Dana Holgerson's trying to lose his job at Houston. Rhett Lashley's at SMU. I know y'all don't care about some of these guys, but some may lose their jobs. Some may win their way out of their jobs. Um, the Bulldog Burger caller line's on fire. We hung up on a caller last hour. We did not mean to do that, but we're going to take a call. Sometimes we just can't figure it out. Uh, it must be the Skyline Chili. But we are going to go to the Bulldog Burger caller line, 601-707-3750. And uh, who do we have? We have Andre from Jackson, and he wants to talk about the best uh, head coach in the league. Okay, we got. We only have about a minute. Andre, good morning. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Bo? Hey, uh, hey I'm a diehard 49er fan, man. I, I got to disagree with your Cal Shanahan as the best coach in the league. Okay. He done blew two Super Bowls, and to be honest with you, the guy that was calling the plays for the 49ers is the Miami head coach. That's the guy that was calling the plays. He just don't get any credit. Oh, no. We've given Mike McDaniel, and others have given Mike McDaniel credit for being a, a freak, and, and, and he's doing a great job at at Miami. But I don't think San Francisco took a backseat when he left. They made the NFC Championship game last year with the hodgepodge of QBs, and they look good this year, Andre. Yeah, but uh, if I had a pick a coach, I would go with the Rams coach. I, I think he, he's the best coach in the league, but I think he's burnt out. I think he's going to do a different deal than me. You would take McVay over Shanahan? Yeah. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's won one. Uh, it's not just about that. There there are coaches who haven't won it or only won one and coaches who have won two and three. I mean, there's quarterbacks who have won Super Bowls that aren't near as good as quarterbacks who have who haven't won Super Bowl. So I love you. Thank you for listening to the show, Andre, but we're going to agree to disagree. I'm going, I'd take Kyle Shanahan all day, every day, and 5,000 times on Sunday. I'm going Kyle, today, Kyle Shanahan. His career doesn't look like Andy Reid's or Bill Belichick's, but as far as today in the NFL, Kyle Shanahan's the best coach. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, and we're driven by RPT and Rick's Pro Truck in Flowood. Game day. Boar's. Boar's Head Charcuterie Board. Boar's Head Pizza. Do that on the grill or inside. Premium meats, cheeses, and the number one hummus in America. Fifth generation American-owned Boar's Head. Premium meats, cheeses, and hummus. That's game day, baby. Pair with a little wilderness trail weeded bourbon. Um... I do know that uh, I was at Flora Butcher, and that that wine and spirit shop right by Flora Butcher has Wilderness Trail bourbon, which is awesome. Uh, The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the all-new Napa Auto Parts Store, I-55 North in Jackson. Napa, get up and go. Check it out today. All-new Napa Auto Parts Store in Jackson. Napa, get up and go. 
We have a topic here Jason wants to get into. Does Auburn have the most near future potential in the SEC? Well, they shouldn't, but they may because of the who they hired. The near future potential should be in College Station, Texas, but we're still waiting and still waiting and still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> um, will Hugh Freeze get this thing rolling? Absolutely. But guys, they came within a whisker of beating Georgia. Think about that. I mean, they're really challenged on offense. I mean, they can do a few good things, right? But, I mean, they're no, they're no well-old machine. And that's, that's coaching. They, they all actually... They should have beat Georgia. Ooh. I mean, if you, if you watch the way the game played out, they should have beat Georgia. Um, they didn't, though. So, I mean, they could have, would have, should have. You know, I get it. Carson Beck hit Brock Bowers. Um, he made about three throws late in that game. Pa- more power to him. Nobody on this planet in college football can cover Brock Bowers because I've asked this question. We have the, the, we have the best of the best at the NFL level, and they can't slow down Kelsey or Kittle. So you're telling me that when you get a freak tight end, that you're going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> you're not. I mean, the <laughs> level of play, y'all, between college and NFL is, come on. I mean, it's crazy. It's to... not close. I love it. It's not close. I mean, I, college football, I love it. It's not, you can turn them on, you see it quickly. Yeah, there's a big difference. I mean, the <laughs> ginormous difference, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could tell, like, the, the last yeah, big it, tight end that was in college, Kyle Pitts was Kyle the one. Kyle Pitts every, in Florida. Yeah. Look what Dan Mullen did with Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. Yeah. And he, it, took, he beat Georgia. And he was crazy at, at Florida. I mean, he was great. And then he goes to the league, and he's they, a top 15. You know, people love 20. to meet up on Dan, which... <laughs> Yesterday was nine years since Mississippi State on the day that they were ranked number one in the country. Right, right. And and Dan took Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. You make a great point. When you have, I'm I'm not talking about a good tight end. Talking about a game changer, want generational tight end. You nailed it. No one could cover him at Florida. No. Not Dan, at all. <laughs> as much as people like to beat up on Dan, Dan had a great year that year. He beat Georgia. He went to the SEC championship game, and what did they do? They lost to Bama by possession. So that's how much is my point of Kyle Pitts, or let's go to Brock Bowers. And Georgia's already winning. Yeah. <laughs> They're already proving that they can win championships and beat teams and take you out, and they had a hell of a game last year against Ohio State. Um, back to Hugh Freeze and this question that, that Jason wanted to, you know, poke and prod around on, and I like it. Um, who's the team with the, the near few? And when Texas comes in, I'm not saying they'll do it under Sarkeesian because we're still waiting. Uh, yeah. And Sark yeah. couldn't do it at Washington. 90% of the time he had the better team when they rolled out at Washington. He couldn't do it at Southern Cal. 100% of the time. When he rolled out that team, they're the number one recruiter. He had the he had more talent. He hasn't been able to do it at Texas. One hundred percent of the time in the Big Twelve, when they play, he has the more talent. He has more talent. 
Everybody, I have friends that just love Steve Sarkeesian. When? We're a decade in. <laughs> when? I like giving coaches time. Now, Steve's a trust fund baby in the coaching profession, like Will Muschamp, like Lane Kiffin, like Kirby Smart. They Because they were under Pete Carroll or Nick Saban, they got jobs early on from Blue Bloods. Usually, you got to go cut your... T- you got to be Brian Kelly. You right, got to go right. win out in the middle of nowhere. Cincinnati. And then Nick Saban <laughs> was the head coach at Toledo or something at one point. And then at Michigan State, which is pretty much a crappy program. Um, you know, Muschamp got a gift. Florida. Lane got a gift. Tennessee and Southern Cal. Sark got a gift. Washington, Southern Cal, and Texas. Kirby got a gift. Georgia. When you're under these guys, sometimes you get you go straight from coordinator to blue blood program. Brent Venables got a gift. He was under Dabo. He was also under Stoops. I get it. But they won and won two national championships with Brent Venables. I mean, under Dabo with Brent at Clemson. So therefore he got a top ten job. Now I don't know if I don't think Oklahoma's will stay a top 10 job, hmm. but they did what they needed to do last weekend. More power to them. They beat Texas. So my question, it, it, we keep, we keep asking this every year. And what I asked in August was, doesn't it kind of feel like this is the year A&M and Texas will do it. And now here we are, and they both have good teams, but A&M's got two losses, and they're not bad at Miami and Losing to Bama are not terrible losses. No. We love to beat up on Jimbo and coaches, period. Those are not terrible losses. And I know Mario Cristobal gets the Erkslaven Award of Excellence for 2023 after not kneeling down last weekend against Georgia Tech. I get it. But that's not a... Maybe the way it unfolded at the end at Miami in that game, it was. But A&M's got a good team. Texas has a But they can't seem to really go get it. Yeah, what if A&M has three losses after this weekend? Well, well, that I asked that question earlier, and that's a good question, is that you feel like they're right there teetering on the edge of losing their damn mind. They buy in. They'll win a big game. They played Bama tough and hard and physical. But if they lose game number three, knowing that they could lose more down the stretch, possibly to maybe Ole Miss or LSU, then you could sit there and look at the schedule and go, okay, well, if they lose, which they shouldn't, Tennessee's limited, um, they should win that game. And I know all the stats. Jimbo hadn't beat anybody on the road that's been ranked since 2016. and Tennessee's on this home winning streak. I get it. A&M should win. And they're not the same A&M as they've been the five years prior because of Petrino. But if they lose this game and then they march into either Oxford or and they got to play in Baton Rouge the last game of the year. Ooh. So if they get a third loss right this weekend with potentially maybe Ole Miss or LSU or both, he you can't go seven and five. Eight and four and a, you know, whatever, the Gator Bowl is not going to have people all hot and bothered either. So it's a great question as to how hot water, how much hot water Jimbo could get in this year. Like, I thought they were trending the right way. Yeah. I still think they are. But he could still get in hot water. 
I don't mean Zach Arnett. Zach Arnett stepped. Zach Arnett's not near six with a billion dollars behind him and a hundred million dollar contract and all that, and a, and a two top five recruiting classes. This is totally different. Totally different. Hot water for Jimbo is you've been there a while. We've given you all the resources in the world. You make ten million a year. When are we going to do something? We don't have to do it every year, but I think A and M would be fine if they just did something big once every five years. Uh, yeah, get their money's worth somewhere. So, um, speaking of National Pulled Pork Day, uh, Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe—they have fresh smoked meats daily. Check them out for lunch. Fleetway Market, the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. SEC Insider hit next. Good morning. Good morning. I like that discussion. We're waiting on AM. LSU will be back. Jason threw those. You know, I know they're not doing what they want to this year with two losses, and they're terrible on defense, but they'll get it figured out. I don't, I don't, LSU has proven it. AM is not. LSU won two national championships with uh, just that are far from. Well, they're not great. They're far from good head coaches in Les Miles and, you know, Ed Ogeron. So, LSU, they'll be there at some point. Um, I think the questions are Texas A&M. And uh, i tell you another one that I'm just baffled by that is Florida. Mm. Man, Billy Napier, he's 1-7 as Gators head coach on the road. Against SEC teams, one and seven. Mm. He's got to turn it around at some point, right? Well, it's year two. Um, you can't keep, you know, he's proven he won it, you know, ULL. And I mean, he won. Uh, I guess they're, oh, they're playing at South. He can't lose that game. Yeah. It's game talk, October. Talk, talking about a team that's not good. Uh, <laughs> South Carolina is not a good football team. Um, yeah. South Carolina is a two-point favorite. Game October, baby. It's Shane Beamer's time. No, it's not. <laughs> I like Shane. Good guy. But he's on the he's on the Sam Pittman train. Ooh. Uh, it's just a matter of it's just a matter of time. Uh, he's there, except he's in the East. That's you get to play Vanderbilt every year, you know, and, and there's teams like Florida that aren't doing what they're supposed to. Kentucky's beatable, even though they've had some good teams for Kentucky. Missouri's beatable. Um, but they're, they're, they look a little feisty, uh, Florida. At, I didn't even, I know we, we're not going to talk too much about this because A&M and Tennessee are, that's a big game and, and Auburn at LSU. That's a big game. I didn't realize they were putting Florida and South Carolina in the same time slot as CBS. Ooh. I didn't know the SEC Network was doing a 230 thing. 
with Florida and South Carolina. That's bad for ratings. So the doubleheader for CBS is Georgia at Vandy. Yuck. <laughs> that line's 31 and a half. Get you some of that. That'll just be a barn burner. Um, Vanderbilt's even worse than they have been. Now think about that for a second. And then, so your CBS doubleheader is 11 a.m. Georgia and Vandy. The next game, CBS, is, could be a heck of a whopper in Jimbo Fisher and A&M against Josh Heupel in Tennessee. But in the same TV window, they've got Florida at South Carolina. Napier can't drop that game. I mean, they, they couldn't get crazy. They owe him a fortune. They've got to, you know, stay with him. You got to go into Columbia and win. I know I know South Carolina's not good, but they they get crazy at their place. You, they do. They pack, you know, they used to pack it out when they went 0 and 11. I mean, they've been packing that stadium for 25 years plus. And then when Lou Holtz won just a little bit. Who was it? Was it uh Brad Scott and Sparky Woods? I think combined for like five and 60. I'm embellishing a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but seriously, they did have an 0 and 11 season. I don't even know. It may have been Lou. I don't think Lou did it, but maybe his first year, maybe someone handed it off to him. And Lou comes in and starts going to a couple of Outback Bowls. Lou Holtz can coach. I know he says dumb stuff. I almost dropped the. Have to. Ooh, that's the first time. It's a little close there. It's close. <laughs> um, let's just let's back up for a second. The Out of Bounds Show <laughs> is brought to you by Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors and the Easy Go Golf Cars, which are great. Top of the line, American-made. And um, you, you just go check out the selection. They're, they're awesome here in Madison and on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and, and Memphis uh, for your neighborhood, any number of things. But... Ben Nelson, Golf and Outdoors, and the Easy Go Golf Car at Augusta. Now, made in Augusta National. They're right up here in the road in, in, uh, in Madison. All right, let me go back to that here. Billy Nate, I know y'all don't keep up with Florida, and you don't keep up with South Carolina football, and the only reason why this state watched a little bit of South Carolina football is because Mississippi State went over there a few weeks ago and ended up having a, a, you know, a track meet uh, of a game. But you saw how crazy they are. I mean, they're nuts. They love it. And they've been doing that for years. Packing the place, going three and eight when they used to play 11 games and maybe five and six, whatever. And then Lou won a little bit, and Steve Spurrier won 11 games three years in a row, which is still one of the most accomplished, successful Feats in the history of college football. Wow. Do you, can you imagine Ole Miss or Mississippi State winning 11 games three years in a row? No. Right. Not close. <laughs> and I understand they were in the East, but still, that's that's damn impressive. But Florida at South Carolina, Billy Napier doesn't want to walk down that, that plank. They need to get a win and get out of there. And Jason just shared with us that Florida – Napier's one and seven on the road. One and seven on the road. And also, so as Florida head coach, he's now ten and nine after beating Vanderbilt last weekend. 
So he's ten and nine as Florida head coach, okay. and his buyout is thirty one million. I knew it was big. I yeah. mean, he, in twenty twenty one, he signed a seven year fifty one million. Okay, I read that. Was it Staples? Staples article, Andy Staples article, and so I knew the buyout was was ginormous. I mean, geez, he's got to do something now. Um, so they're not. I don't think they they back up the truck like that. Thirty one million. That's that's crazy, but he does need to win. That game. He's still got Georgia. And, oh, well, he's got a week off. Then he's got Georgia. Arkansas at home could be a nice recipe for success. At LSU, not so much. Ooh. At Missouri, not so much. Yeah. And Florida State at home. Goodness gracious, he's going to have to find some W's. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're going to have Brad Logan on in a, at 940. Uh, Old Miss Insider. Brad Logan will, will stop by and... Uh, Jason was not happy with the news today, and he should he shouldn't be. He's he's a good good player. Uh, Jordan Watkins is out for some time. He's a wide receiver. He's he's not your best wide receiver, but he is a nice to good SEC wide receiver. He's the most consistent out of out of everybody because he hasn't gotten injured this year. Well, yeah, and so, and, okay, because Harris has missed time because of an injury. Right. Okay, fair I enough. mean, more consistent than well, Dayton Wade wasn't a star last year. He's he's shown flashes yeah, this year. He's just a solid but, SEC player. Yeah, but but he's the most but, consistent receiver. Lane elevates these guys, but yeah, I mean, Dayton right, Wade's right. a nice player. Just like uh Ontario Drummond. Drum like no, Drummond's Drummond a different put, that's a different skill set uh than Dayton Wade. Uh uh Drummond hung around what uh, well, he may be on an NFL roster, but he was on the practice. That, that's a different deal. Okay. So, so Wade, Wade is a nice player who Lane gets the most out of, which that's great. Good for Wade. Good for Lane. Um, Lane's offense elevates Wade. Oh, yeah. Of course, Lane's offense elevated Matt Corral and Jackson Dart. And a lot of people. <laughs> um, uh, Dontario Drummond, you're skewed because you're an Ole Miss fan because you've had AJ and all these great players come through. Drummond is a hell of a football player. Oh, he was. I mean, fantastic. he he was a legit. He may not have. He wasn't elite because that's hard to be in our league. He's not AJ Brown. He's not some of these dudes that go through LSU, you know, so on. But Dontero Drummond can ball. Yeah, he had speed. Um, catches the ball yards after catch. Uh, he's a, he's a damn good football player. I just mean that Kiffin made him better. Like Kiffin's, no question. Yeah, like Kiffin's play calling and his style, that's no Ontario Drummond's style. Like Dayton it, Wade fits perfectly in that offense. You are, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he is, he is, he's probably a, yeah, I, I'll go with that. All right, Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Um, brought to you by Havana Smoke Shop. Ooh, what a weather change. You may want a uh, Fuente or Rocky Patel cigar. And, uh, oh, you know what I had? Um, I stopped at uh, Havana Smoke Shop at the Res, and I grabbed an H. Upman Petite Corona. Um, It was a Cameroon and classic. It was delicious. So they've got a wonderful selection of cigars at Havana Smoke Shop across from the Reservoir. And I fifty five North in Jackson. We are the Out of Bounds Show, one hundred five nine The Zone, ESPN. We're also driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder, Canon Nissan in Jackson, and the Nissan Rogue. Go see my guys at Canon Nissan in Jackson. You know the Pathfinder has a new body style. 
Test drove one. It's beautiful. You'll love it. Pathfinder Rogue, Canon, Nissan, and Jackson. We're going to go to, I think, somewhere in North Mississippi. Welcome in uh, Brad Logan, Ole Miss Insider. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Brad Logan, good morning. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, I'm good. Tell me what's going on with Jordan Watkins, wide receiver at Ole Miss. Yeah, yesterday morning, Jared Redding of Inside the Rebels uh, broke the story that there was a serious hand injury. Uh, I'll allow the listeners and you and everyone else, we didn't get anything else other than a serious hand injury. So uh, there have been other reports that the hand is actually broken. If that's the case, Bo, you know, you have followed football long enough to know that that's, what, three to five weeks. So you're looking at a possible regular season ending. Uh, Maybe come back by Monroe, maybe come back by Mississippi State. Definitely a chance to come back by a bowl game. But, look, that was big news. And, um, you know, you talk about, you know, things that have to happen in the second half of the season. Jordan Watkins was part of that plan. He's the leading receiver, 36 receptions on the year. The closest one to him is Dave Wade at 27, averaging 14 and a half yards a catch. And he is, without question, Jackson Dart to go to receiver. He's a possession receiver. He runs crisp routes. He can get separation. But the best thing he could do is he, he doesn't drop the ball. And so now you have to ask yourself who is going to step up. But, yeah, that was uh, that was tough news for Ole Miss to get uh, yesterday about the, the injury to Watkins. Dang. Okay, so I, I figure Harris gets totally healthy in the off week. You got Wade. Yeah. Who, pre-scoring will get healthy, different position, but he's a pass catcher. Then right. Franklin, we're still kind of – are we are we still waiting to see here? What's what's happening, Brad? Well, with Franklin, uh, Saturday, this past Saturday against Arkansas, he basically said, you know, he's still dealing with a knee and uh, just told the staff that he couldn't go. He's played in two games. He's only got two catches. And we, you know, we expected to see him come in and contribute a lot more than he has. Um, there are other players that, that, that Ole Miss are going to have to, to have to step up in these positions, that's Caden Lee, the freshman out of Georgia. He's only got one catch, but he's played in four games. He's We've seen him block pretty well. A guy that uh, that we haven't seen this year very much, only played in one game, that's Braylon Brown. He's a, he's a name that we've called a lot um, and uh, just, just has not, you know, done some things that they would, we thought he would he would be able to do. J.J. Henry is someone that we expected to, to, to make some, some strides this year. Jalen Knox, the transfer out of Missouri, had a great spring, played in five games, but just wasn't seeing the field much, so they moved him to safety. The fly in the ointment here, Bo, I think is Aiden Williams. He is a talented freshman, as your audience knows well, out of Ridgeland High School, played in five games, only has three catches. Saw him earlier in the year uh, make some plays. But ever since you know that two-lane game, he had a mix-up with, with uh, quarterback Jackson Dart. We haven't seen Aiden Williams a lot. I think we'll probably see him a lot more now with the absence of Jordan Watkins, but it's absolutely a blow to this offense. I think you'll see Dayton Wade become much more of a go-to guy, more than we we have seen him now. He's easily number two in the clubhouse with 27 catches. He's someone that that Jackson Starr likes to go to. And you mentioned Caden Friesco, and I wanted to uh, to mention this as well for maybe folks that hadn't heard. He's back home. Uh, His dad passed away. And so he's dealing with that this week. Mm. So, you know, when Lane Kiffin said that the bye week would come at a good time, I don't think anyone expected so many things to happen. And it definitely is is a good week with with, with the loss in Caden's family, uh, with the injury to Jordan Watkins to kind of mm. re, 
kind of revisit some things offensively, what you can do. And then Jackson Dart, though, I mean, he was limping in the postgame. Um, Lane Kiffin made mention in the press conference that he was hurt in the second play of the game. And, and it's nothing new. This is not a, a new injury. This is something that's kind of been lag, uh, kind of been kind of been, been part of this uh, this season he's been dealing with. So, uh, but but should be good to go. I mean, I don't think there's any issues with Dart, uh, but there definitely is issues with Jordan Watkins. That was the news that broke yesterday. Okay, Brad Logan inside the Rebels on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line, and, and Jordan Watkins broke his hand. Well, we think we, he, yeah, he, he, that, his injury was sustained in practice. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes, it was a standing practice, and it actually happened yesterday morning. Uh, and like I said, uh, Jared Redding uh, reporting that it was a serious hand issue, uh, nothing further. But uh, obviously time is going to be missed. But, I mean, we could speculate. There are other reports out there that actually was broken. We don't have that verified. So, uh, But but nonetheless, we do expect to miss miss some games regardless of the situation. Okay. Uh, so what are you doing this weekend? You don't have a game. You just gonna watch ball? I'm going. I'm watching football. In fact, uh, we did our post game show uh, after Ole Miss, Arkansas, and and, and I, I jokingly said this this Ole Miss fan base probably needs a break as well. So uh, you get you got Ole Miss and Mississippi State allowing themselves to prop up, throw a rack of ribs on, and crank things up at eleven o'clock. And and uh, even though Dion is not happy with his kickoff at eight p.m., we are. So. We'll have football from 11 a.m. Central here in Mississippi all the way up until 1 a.m. in the morning. So they're worst thing to do on a Saturday than watch a, a ton of college football. And I know that you'll be locked into Auburn at LSU yes. because Ole Miss pulls Auburn at Auburn the next week. Yes, and actually David Johnson and I of Inside the Rebels will do a post-game podcast and focus in on that Auburn-LSU game to get the Rebel fans uh, give them a little bit of idea of what they, they've got coming with Auburn. And, and Bo, I know you'll have wall-to-wall coverage next week with a, with a ton of ton of stuff going on surrounding that Ole Miss back at Auburn against Hugh Freeze, and Auburn's kind of down. What are they going to do offensively? But I can guarantee you this. You will have a game plan together, and he's going to scheme the heck out of Ole Miss, and then Ole Miss is going to try to scheme the heck out of him. And uh, A lot of uh, variables with that game, a lot of layers to, to peel back the onion, so to speak, and uh, here we are again, Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze uh, back in the conversation again. It's just never going to go away. It's incredible. It's it's juicy. I mean, it's it's a twenty four ounce ribeye for for yeah. the two of us. It, but it is uh, it is crazy that uh, here we go again. Freeze playing playing Ole Miss and at Auburn. You know, so they had their week off last weekend, Brad, as you know, um, and I guess maybe they got as healthy as you can get, and then they'll play LSU. Um, but, I, you know, I've never seen an LSU defense this bad. Uh, or maybe yeah. I had to go back to, like, Jerry DiNardo or something. Brad, can you can you remember? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know that I've seen one as poor as this one, but but the thing about it is, is you look at it, and I looked at some odds that a uh, company that sponsors us bet online, and, and they sent me some odds, and LSU is a still very decent favorite to win the West. Um, so they've got a lot of things ahead of them. I mean, people are kind of burying LSU, but I get the defense. I get all that. But they're elite on offense, elite with Jaden Daniels. And, you know, that elite neighbors, he can play Brian Thomas Jr. They're, they're really good. And they survived over in Columbia this past Saturday. It was a fun game to watch. Was a LSU's game. a fun team to watch. But, but, yeah, I mean, they've got their season ahead of them. I mean, sure, they have losses, one loss in the SEC, that one loss to who I think Florida State very well could win the national championship. 
So they've got everything in front of them. If they can beat Alabama and, you know, they've got some wins ahead of them. And uh, I'll be interested just to see how Auburn responds. If LSU really comes out and pops them, right. and, you know, beats them handily, what Auburn team will be, you know, ready next Saturday in Jordan here? What's the fans going to be like? What What is that atmosphere going to be like? It's normally pretty raucous. I expect a good crowd. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think, you know, Ole Miss has proven they can go into – to rock his crowds and do well. Uh, they did so a couple of years in Starkville, a couple of years ago in Tennessee, they did well. So they can go in and play in those environments. Uh, and I do think it will be crazy at Jordan-Hare uh, being a night game. And the question I, I still i am interested to see more than anything is what Auburn team is Ole Miss going to get? And I'm right. going to learn a lot on Saturday. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you, man. You know, Bentley is um, – this guy didn't get – he didn't get the the touches last year because of Quinshawn and Evans. He, you know, I know Quinshawn's still good, but Bentley looks like the more explosive back right now for the team. Yeah, I mean, I've had you know different people in the media tell me they think he's better suited for this offense than, than Judkins is, and you know, I'm not sure I agree with that, but I do think, to your point, he didn't get a lot of carries last year because of those two in front of him, but he also didn't get a lot of carries because he was injured and. He was injured almost the whole year. And okay. Going into the fall camp, everybody was like, yeah, what's going on with, with, with Bentley? I mean, is he going to be healthy? And then he tweets something in the first week, and he's like, yeah, I don't know if he's ever going to make it. Boy, were we wrong. He has really came onto the scene. I think he's starting to feel his way with this offensive line. I think he liked this offensive line a lot. He runs hard behind them. Uh, and we saw him almost get stronger as the game went on. He had that 34-yard run in the fourth quarter against Arkansas. And it really felt like, Bo, that he was catching another gear. And we asked Quinshawn Judkins at the end of the, the game, the press conference, and he kind of smiled and said, yeah, he's playing well. And, and I think you can get that one-two punch that Ole Miss had with, with Quinshawn and, and, um, and Zach Evans last year. And I think, you know, Zach Evans was good. I mean, he was explosive. But uh, the way that Ulysses Bentley is running now, I think it's a little bit tick above what we saw with uh, Zach Evans last year. You know, only 278 yards on the ground for Bentley, but most of that has come over the last couple of games. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's looking really good in this offense. And, uh, you know, we were talking about the schedule, how it sets up for Ole Miss. If you can get past Auburn, you got a very poor Vanderbilt team coming in. That sets up with a really big game against Texas A&M on campus. Uh, now, you're really hoping Alabama loses a couple of games if you're Ole Miss because you're going to have to backdoor your way into Atlanta. But if Alabama possibly loses a couple of games and you can run the table and, you know, who knows about Georgia, probably not a game Ole Miss is going to win, but at least you'll get a free shot over in Athens. And then who knows with the egg roll. So, uh, yeah, a lot of things out in front of Ole Miss right now. But you have to take care of business on the road. And what I like to say, survive in advance like they did against Arkansas. They were better than Arkansas, but Arkansas put up a pretty good fight, turned the ball over twice, and that's what caused, uh, I think, Arkansas to lose the game. See what happens at Auburn. What are they going to do offensively? Uh, you know, I understand the schematics of, of, of Kiffin. I do think he's going to scheme well. The problem is, is he going to have the athlete to do that? And we'll see. Well, I, I'm interested to see, like I said, I can't say it enough. How are they going to play at LSU? Are they going to play inspired football? Uh, because I feel like LSU will at home, night game. If we get a, an LSU team, an Auburn team that goes to the end and fights the end, we're going to have ourselves a war in a couple of weeks over at Auburn. Are you going to go to that game? Yes. Nice. Uh, so it's it's a great environment. It's fun to see the eagle, and um, you know, it, it's a, it's a really fun place to go. It's it's a, it's a fun town, and uh, any type of road trips, hey, 
I'm all in. And so it's a big one for Ole Miss without question. And I think the juiciness you call it, I think that's pretty good. You freeze versus Ole Miss. Yeah. Again. It's, it's going to be a hell of a week. Uh, Brad Logan, thanks, buddy. We'll talk soon. Always a pleasure, bro. Inside the Rebels, Brad Logan on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Jordan Watkins is out for a few weeks. You can take it from there. They, you know, haven't confirmed exactly what it is, but three to five weeks, so we'll just land on a month. And uh, that's not good because, well, he's a hell of a football player. And Brad said he's the most dependable as far as with his hands and uh, catching the football with Jackson Dart. If you missed any of the show, we'd love for you to go to Apple Podcast or Spotify and search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. Apple, Pod- Apple Podcast or Spotify. Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. Football Friday tomorrow.